For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. NFL Week 3 is almost in the books. We've got Monday Night Football, but if you want a place to bet on any of the NFL action all season long, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, whatever sport, just make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Use your mobile device to join today to make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE. 50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24. Some call him Goldfinger, Ike Taylor. IT, how are you doing this morning, my man? Man, I'm doing real good. How you doing, Mark? Ho- hopefully you had a good uh, a good weekend. I saw you snuck that gold finger in there, though. I like it. Oh, yeah. I saw on your Instagram, uh, on top of the car, smoking a cigar with uh, Howard G. One of a kind, one of a kind cigar as well. I, I saw your Instagram post, so that's where I sneaked the gold finger in there. That Your caption cracked me up this weekend. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I had a great weekend in Kansas City uh, celebrating wedding weekend. Close buddy of mine, congrats to Katie and Reed as well. So on the road, but now we get to talk Steelers-Browns because we had a Thursday night game, Ike. And so we get to react to that and all things week three. But let's start with the Browns loss. And I thought Mike Tomlin summed it up really well. If you can't slow down Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, it's really hard to beat the Cleveland Browns. And really, that was the big narrative uh, on Thursday night's game specifically. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought the same thing. You know, just our rush defense for the past three years uh, has kind of been an issue. Not what it, not what it once was. You know what I'm saying? But really, they got a two-headed monster. We saw what they did in the playoffs against Pittsburgh between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubbs. You know, they lined up in this too tight uh, formation, and they just say, "Y'all get four or five yards every play, and we go with these ball games." So. That's just the personality for the Cleveland Browns. For us, that's been an issue, something we really haven't stopped in the last couple of years, which is the red game. 
Yeah, 0-6 without T.J. Watt now, who remains sidelined with that pectoral injury. Uh, Ike, you always tell me what, listen to what the players say. Cam Hayward said, we got our butts kicked as well for the defensive performance on Thursday night. So I'm listening to what the players say, and I'm going to listen to what one of the captains of the defense says. Cam Hayward's done it for a long time and at a high level. So when he says that, it's just like, okay, that's what the expectation of how this defense needs to play while the offense try to sort things out. We'll get to the offense here in just a second. Yeah, it's, it's, but this has been going on for like three years now. Yeah. The, the run game for us, uh, hasn't been what it once was. So it's just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just know when you play in Cleveland, bring some big shoulder pads, uh, get a bigger helmet, uh, get your mind right, because this is exactly what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball down your throat, or they're going to try to. That's just their recipe. It's Nick Chubb. It's the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt show. <laughs> and that's what it is. We're going to run the ball 50-plus times, what we need to, y'all gonna try to stop us. Yeah, Ike, you mentioned the big shoulder pads. Give me like a, a lifetime supply of chin straps, and I'm gonna buckle it extra tight in this one. We'll say reason for optimism: Miles Jack, first Steelers player with ten or more tackles in three consecutive games since James Ferrier, your teammate, Ike, in 2008. So Miles Jack at least making plays around the field, and I like that that acquisition, that signing by the Steelers in the off season, but. It's like, again, so that would be one reason for optimism, Ike. Uh, I thought Dan Moore Jr. on the offensive side of the ball did a nice job slowing down Miles Garrett as well. But, oh, man, it's it's hard for me, Ike, because you know I am a glass-half-full perspective guy. And really, to me, this was a tale of two halves. One other thing I want to mention on the defensive side of the ball, uh, pressuring Jacoby Brissett, the Browns quarterback, he was pressured only on three of his 23 dropbacks, so it's clear that the Steelers are really, really missing the presence of T.J. Watt off the edge. Yeah, I mean, T.J., I don't care who you bring in. It's just hard to stop a, a former defensive player of the year, Mark. It's just his presence. You know, we watched the Cincinnati game and what he did in one game. That's just T.J. You know, for you to have over 20-something sacks last year and win the league's defensive player of the year, man, that's tough. You, you can't say you can replace that. He's been doing this for years. You know, he's been a difference maker for years. He's been a force fumble. He's been a sack guy. He's been causing turnovers. That's just what T.J. Watt do. He's always around the ball. So it's just hard to say, hey, we're going to plug and play or next man up. Nah, for T.J. ain't no such thing as a next man up. You know, <laughs> that's E.T. And if anybody know the old movie E.T., E.T. got on his bicycle and he went, he went, he drove his bicycle up past the moon. Ain't nobody doing that but T.J. So it's just hard right now. So that's 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 what the defense is gonna have to do, man. They just gonna have to bite down, bite down, give the offense as many opportunities as possible. But and TJ, TJ different, TJ different, Mark. Ike, with the ET reference this morning, we're gonna have to get this show sponsored by Reese's, Ike, because I know <laughs> East. <laughs> I know that's part of the ET movie. Uh, I, I wasn't right. sure where you were going with that one, Ike. For real, he just he's just different, man. He the only one that can ride a bicycle up in space past the moon. <laughs> Bro. Let us know in the comments if I think I landed that. I think he landed that. I'm gonna allow it. Uh we need to move on. Uh the Steelers, if it's time to start Kenny Pickett, I we're gonna talk about this over and over and over again, really since the Steelers drafted him. 
Again, going back to what Mike Tomlin says, and this was his full quote in the post game after Thursday Night Football. Let me read the full quote. He says, I'm not in that mindset. I'm interested in reviewing this tape and looking at the totality of it and figuring out how we collectively get better. So the answer, so an- to answer that question definitively, no, end quote. I, I Here's where I land. To me, this points to the offense has more than just quarterback issues in, in two things. If you're not going to start picket this upcoming week in week four against the Jets, because it's almost like a mini bye week coming off playing on Thursday night football, you have extra time to prepare. I wouldn't do it until November 13th at the earliest. That's week 10 against the Saints, because that is coming off your bye week. So that's where I land with this. What say you, Ike Taylor, about the Steelers quarterback situation? Really? Their offensive woes overall. Man, this is tough, Mark. Uh, how can I say this? I just, I just, I just watch how the team body language is different when Kenny is in the game, and, it, it, and yeah, it's the preseason. But when you're on the field, when you're on the field, your body ain't gonna lie. You know. So and this is this is nothing against uh Money Mitch, but when Kenny is on the field, the 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 body language of the offense looks a little bit different. If you know what I'm saying. Uh looks a little bit more vibrant, you know. So if I was to tell Money Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is who I'm talking about. Hey, bro, let loose. Don't don't be scared to make mistakes. They're going to happen. Let that ball, let that ball loose. Throw that ball. You, you, you already know how to read. Throw that ball, let it loose, bro. Just let it loose. Because if you play not to make mistakes, you can always just be okay. And he's an okay quarterback. And I think Mitchell Trubisky got it in him. I just think personally – he just need to he just need to let loose, you know. Because when Kenny comes in, you can tell Kenny Pickett. It's like whatever. Like, all right, they catch an interception, they catch, catch an interception. But I'm gonna throw this ball to where my offensive guys gonna have an opportunity to catch it. I don't care who's on them, two or three people on them. I'm just gonna rock that thing. And you can tell like he probably be saying that on the sideline with the huddle. Hey, look, hey, everybody open, everybody open. I'm gonna give y'all the opportunity. So that, that that's the difference for, off of what I see. Now, playing Kenny Pickett, that's on Coach T and, and A Styles. You know, I, I just know from, from afar, the body language looks different on the offense when Kenny Pickett is in the game. If you're worried about the offensive line protection with the rookie, I could understand that. But again, going back to the Browns game, they were without Jadavion Clowney. There's two starting linebackers. Anthony Walker and Jeremiah Awusu Koromora left the game with an injury. Their starting safety, Ronnie Harrison, was down with an injury. He didn't play. So I look at that and it's like 17 points, three points in the second half. It's not good enough. An average of 18 points per game through three games, that's not good enough. I look at this upcoming week against the Jets, a Jets team that's allowing 27 points per game through three games. And it's like, if you're not going to do it against the Jets, schedule is not getting any easier, right? Because you're away against the Bills, you host the Buccaneers at the undefeated Dolphins, then at the Eagles. Right now, if the season ended today, most of those teams are going to be in the playoffs. Look, Mark, 
He had the offense line during the preseason. It was doing this thing. So what's the difference? It's it's been it's damn near been the same offense yep. line. So you might as well let him rock if you really gonna let him rock. It should be no oh our offense line. Nah, he, he was doing he was he was doing two minute drills, comeback drills, sitting in the pocket with the offense line in the preseason. So he was handling his business in the preseason. His passing rating was one of the highest for the preseason out of all the quarterbacks in the preseason with the same offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they can't come to me with talking about the offensive line. Nah, he, 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 he found the way to win ball games with the same offensive line. I'm with you. I try, like, and that's where I'd say preseason's a little bit different, but trust me, I'm with you. Um, a few other things I noticed about the Thursday night game, and I know revisionist history, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. But when Pat Frymuth's getting his first target midway through the fourth quarter, why? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. His first catch comes with less than three minutes left in the game. Why? Now, I liked that they tried to get George Pickens the ball, targeted seven times, but only three catches. That's not great efficiency. So it's... I really think that this signal, Mike Tomlin's answer goes to some of the offensive problems and woes fall beyond the quarterback position. And it's almost like I remember, and I'm not saying Duck Hodges is Kenny Pickett because one's an undrafted rookie, one's a first rounder. But when they brought in Duck Hodges in the 2019 season, that offense had a spark. And it's like, okay, you get a spark, but I think that there are more problems with this offense than just the quarterback play thus far which is why it's like, okay, we're going to bring Pickett in there. But if Pickett has some of the same problems, like the question you need to ask yourself is, is playing Kenny Pickett going to be the difference between winning and losing right now? Because it's still early in the season and you want to try to make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, George got, George got his targets. I, I wish he would have got his targets in, in other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat should have been got looks early on in the game, and we're talking about Pat Fairmont move the tight end. For me, when I watched the game, Mark, I thought we just, I thought sometimes we just need to go up tempo, like change the pace a little bit. Mm-hmm. When the offense did change the pace, they got in a two minute situation, and there wasn't a two minute situation. Things started to have lived up with the offense, you know. So guys started to get a little bit open because you're rushing the defense to make calls. Or they can't make substitutions. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I my personal opinion, that's what I thought. Uh, you you got to mix it up a little bit. You know, if it's not going your way traditionally, that's get the play call in, going to the line of scrimmage, making the call, making the play. Do a hurry up. So, hey, hurry up, hurry up. So now you put the defense on eggshells. So that's that's what I was thinking when I watched the game, like. If they can, if they can do a few more hurry up situations, you know they'll 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 take some of the pressure off the offensive line and and uh, Mitchell Trubisky. And that's what they did on their first scoring drive. And on Taylor talk in a separate video, Ike, we're going to be breaking down the X's and O's on how George Pickens made an, an absolutely incredible catch. So we're going to be right. breaking that down in a separate video. But the Steelers were going tempo on that drive, and it led to their first score of the game. Yeah, I mean that—that that was just my personal opinion. Like, if we go tempo a little bit more, uh, that might open the offense up for real. All right, Ike. So the Steelers sit in third place in the division after three weeks, ahead of Cincinnati. Both the Steelers and the Bengals at one and two, 
Browns and Ravens at two and one. Let's move on to other observations from week three. And I, this is the question I have going out of week three, because I think going in, people would have had the Chiefs and the Bills at the top of the league. They both lose in week three. Who, which team, in your opinion, is best in the NFL right now through the first three weeks of the season? Because I really struggled to answer this question. It's the Bills. Yeah, that is for me. <laughs> it's the Bills. You know, any, any given Sunday, I, and I get it, they, they took an L, and you're going to take an L. They're, they're going to mm-hmm. lose three more times this year. But don't ever get it twisted. <laughs> you take a Josh Allen and company all day in America. That's, that's exactly what you're doing. Josh Allen has became exactly what we thought he should be, you know? And that's that big 6'6", 250 guy who can not only thread the needle when he stole the ball, but he'll run your ass over if you let him. Mm-hmm. One of the two. And he's starting to have a personality. If you just check, if you just look at where he runs, either he gets down or he try to run somebody over, that's the way he's getting up. Like, y'all get off of me. Like, move. And his offensive line covered the rally, people offer him as well. So he's turning into a, a different player, a different person, exactly what I thought he should be. And a defense. Their defense, man, they know they're going to be up more than they're going to be down, and they coming to get you. They cause it happens. Then you, they, they you get Von Miller in the in the offseason, and everywhere Von Miller goes, just so happen they win Super Bowls. Everywhere he go, they win Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead on and stick with Josh Allen and couple. The boys look – if Josh can stay healthy, the boys look real good, Mark. I still have the Chiefs and Bills at the top of the AFC, despite the fact that each team lost. The one argument against the Bills I would have is that they rely on Josh Allen for their running game a little bit too much, in my opinion, but that's the new age of the NFL that we see at the quarterback position. I'm cool with that. I'm not really asking him to run. He just He's running what he needs to run. You know, as long as he gets his butt down and he slides more to try to run somebody over, I'm cool with that. But that's just, that's just, I mean, we can't, we can't have it all. You know, if, if you think about it, Patrick Mahomes, he really can't run like a Josh Allen because we seen him run a few times in the playoffs and he had, and he wound up having, having you know, get hit in the head, got to sit his butt down. <laughs> you know, everybody can't have that, uh, that that gold that gold finger chin, you know where that thing just good. You know sometimes people got these little light chairs. You just hit them one time, and they just pass out. <laughs> That's what it is. So yeah. we can say this about a lot of quarterbacks, but at the same time, man, it's just the Bills. And, and we said this on our last show. I hope they're not maxing out right now. Yeah, at the season, but they different. Hey, the boy, the boys. If you remember what happened last year between Josh Allen and uh, Diggs and all the boys sat on the field and they lost, and and I knew they I knew they couldn't wait to get back. When you take an L like that in the AFC Championship game, you cannot you cannot wait to get back. You know, so and that's exactly what it looks like for this team. You know, they they they. They want it so bad. They already can picture themselves in the Super Bowl. I would say to the Buffalo Bills, 
just go through the process. God, just, just go through the process. Take it one game at a time. That's what I would tell the Buffalo Bills. Because you can see they want they want to get that win that so bad. They want to go go to the Super Bowl win that thing so bad. That's why they just coming out angry every game. They coming out bad every game. Because last year for the AFC Championship game, it it, it hit them it, it hit them in the heart. It hurt. And you can just see it. But I would just tell them, hey, y'all fall back, man. We got to take it one, one week at a time. The Super Bowl late to next year anyway. <laughs> and I know the Bills were without their Pro Bowl safeties as well in the game against the Dolphins. Credit right. the Dolphins for winning that game because the Bills dominated time of possession more than 40 minutes with the ball. The Bills ran 90 plays. The Dolphins only had it for 39 plays, and they still you know, found you know, a way to win. You, you hit it on the head, Mark. When you got when you got wild over there, you got two Bugatti sitting, sitting outside. Oh, need to run 90 plays. I got two Bugatti sitting outside. I got waddled. I got cheated. You know how you nickname somebody cheated? <laughs> oh, cause he that fast. So when you got two of them boys, Buffalo ain't got no uh no two Bugattis. They really ain't got no Ferrari. You know them boys might get a uh, them boys probably got a a, a Audi A eight W twelve. Hey, I'll take one of those if 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 that's what Stefan Diggs is. I'll take one of those. I yeah, but hey, hey, it's different. Think of what you just said. Yeah, it's it's crazy because if you just looked at the box score and you didn't know what the final score was, you'd be like, "Oh, the Bills would have won big." Mark, you said ninety play. Uh, which is, how many plays they had? Buffalo. Buffalo had ninety plays. They had the, how many? How many plays? Uh, the Dolphins had thirty-nine. Bro, I'm t- <laughs> the two forgot. When you got the two forgotters, <laughs> hey, just give me twenty-some plays, man. Y'all can have a time of possession. I got I got I got I got two guys on my side of the ball. <laughs> they can run past anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like we are uh I'm here for your car references. I always am, but we're burying the lead here. We had a butt punt in that game as well. And <laughs> it was incredible. So I, I have two questions about this. Which is better or worse? Take this in any direction you want. The butt right. fumble or the butt punt? Because we saw a butt punt on Sunday. Probably the butt fumble. I'll go with the butt fumble. Well, I loved how Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, was tweeting about it uh, this last weekend saying, hey, stay out of your lane. This is my lane. I like how he's embracing it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's great. But, uh, you know, you could also argue that that wasn't even the craziest safety we saw over the weekend because uh, Jimmy G's pulling a Dan Orlovsky on Sunday night football running out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, I like Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy I like Jimmy a lot. Jimmy mm-hmm. kind of different, though. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, man, he be in his own little world. <laughs> if you just pay attention to him, you be like, okay, he the quarterback, he cool, his boys love him. But right now, he just out of space. <laughs> He's just out of space right now. <laughs> so I love how all of these clips have resurrected because of what we saw on Sunday. We had a butt punt and we had quarterback running out of the back of the end zone. Sign me up. Here's where I land, Ike. Sign me up for an offense backed up in its own territory. To me, in in all of sports, it's very, very exciting. Because if you have to try to get a a punt off from the one-yard line or you're trying to operate when you're backed up in the end zone, just we always see chaos happen. Yeah, that's tough. When you backed up that far, it's just 
I know for that part of it, I know that's that's stress. <laughs> that's that's a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you cause you only you got less than a second to get that ball off. And you know, first you gotta catch it. That's the most stressful part. You gotta catch the ball first. And you got you got the nine grown men trying to come after you, not trying to tackle you, but at least try to block that put put. And you backed up on your own one? Oh, that stretch right there. Oh, man, somebody please give me some muscle relaxer pills because I'm stressed out. <laughs> Don't put me on the way y'all line every time, Mark. That's a lot of stress, man. I'm going to start turning great. Y'all, and y'all keep messing around and keep having me on the way y'all line. Y'all either going to make me retire early or I'm going to get gray hell or I'm going to be mentally stressed out. It's stress back there, boy. <laughs> oh, that one, Mark. <laughs> oh, that one y'all line. Oh, your what? Oh, that's so much stress. That's stress, boy. That's stress. That's getting to bite your fingernails and your fingernails coming off stress. Yeah, yeah. Down to the biting your fingernails down to the knuckle, Ike. Yeah, bro. I got all that back. I want to keep it with Dolphins Bills really quickly. Um, so the Dolphins are undefeated. The Eagles are undefeated, and the Eagles are my other NFC team. Our guy Damashek posed this question on Twitter and it just cracked me up. So the 72 Dolphins, Larry Zonka, Mercury, Mer- Morrison Company, they pop a bottle of champagne every year when the final NFL team loses its game and they still remain the only team in NFL history to go undefeated and run the table. Do they do that this season? If it happens to be the Dolphins, that is the last team that loses because the Dolphins are one of two teams in the league that remain undefeated, Ike. I mean, the way if if Waddle and Cheetah can stay healthy, and Tua can stay healthy, bro, they got action. I I mean, it, it's it's just they they did the tight end, did uh did a running back, most for everybody. I'm telling you, they got a nice little squad, bro. They got a nice little squad. You and Tua is back in his Alabama days. He got some star receivers. He got some fast receivers. He got some receivers who can damn near be open every time they want to be. So, ooh, go 17 and 0, though. Ooh, that'd be something special, special. We'll that's, see. That's- we'll see. I don't expect that to happen, but it did crack me up that our guy Damashek posed that you question. Because I, yeah, yeah. Shaq would do something like that. that that's that's Shaq. Shaq, Shaq low key likes controversy a lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll say this too, Ike. We both like Brian Flores. We're glad he's in Pittsburgh. But when the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, I remember asking you this question of all the new coach hires, who do you like best? Your answer was Mike McDaniel. I remember it. I could find the clip on social media. But I remember he was your guy. We were like, this is going to be the best hire. And through three weeks, 3-0, and looking like psychic Ike Taylor is right yet again. Man, coming from that Sean McVay tree. I'm telling you, man, Sean McVay, man, he, he got a he got a hell of a tree when it comes down to these coaches. You know, so that's what you gotta love about Sean McVay, man. He's young, he's innovative, uh, he thinks outside the box, and he knows how to talk, create, and have a good environment for his players. And we're talking about grown men. Aaron Donald said, man, if Sean retiring, I'll retire until all of you won't play for another coach. That says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot. So, you know, that beautiful mind I call Sean McVay, he got a beautiful mind. And, you know, that it gets contagious. And we see what Coach Daniel's doing down there in Miami. 
You know what they said? What they what they heard? It could be a rumor that Cheetah was on the market and wanted to trade. McDaniel said, "Man, trade everything. <laughs> Give him all our picks. <laughs> I know what I can do with this guy." The Rams wouldn't be picking to like twenty thirty five, Ike, if they had chosen to do that, <laughs> right? Um, so I like the Eagles in the NFC right now. I think the Packers have rebounded well as well. Buccaneers, I still have up there. The Rams are sitting at two and one. So those are kind of the four in the NFC that I have circled. I like the Eagles right now best. They've really, really impressed me. I think Jalen Hurts is balling, but you like the Bills in the AFC. Is there an NFC team, Ike, that you like best? I'm going to go with Philly. Yeah. Tell me why we can't like Philly. Because because it's not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Philly, Philly looking good. Boy, they got a run game. And, and they a they acquired Brown. And Brown looking like he looking like a man amongst boys out there. And then you got Devontae. Devontae feel like he back at Alabama, making the plays he making. Oh, I forgot we got Jalen Hurst too, who can squat down there 600 pounds. Oh, he happened to be our quarterback, by the way, fellas. <laughs> so, and the running game, bro, hey, listen. And the defense ain't bad either. Hey, listen. Sleep on Philly if you want to. Sleep on Philly. Sleep on Philly if you want to. It's, it's definitely it's definitely going to be an issue. So, yeah, I, I, I like I like Philly. After Philly, after Philly, I still, I still roll with Tom. Because yeah. you never out the game with Tom. And he had his two starters out the game. Mike out the game and uh Godwin was out the game. And so, defensively, Akeem Hicks too, and they still only gave up 14 points. Correct. So, so please, please, a time always find a way though. So, you know, I, I like Philly right now though, Mark. Mark, I like Philly. I think it's all covered together in Philly. Then after Philly, I go with uh Tom and couple. Yeah, they had a moment in last week's Monday night game against the Vikings, Ike, where you always mention when a quarterback can run, it forces a defense to remain honest and you can play 11 on 11 offensively. And he had a one-on-one where it's a read option play and it's him in the safety, you know, battling it out into the end zone. And it's just like, it really kind of opened up my mind of what the possibilities are at the quarterback position. If you have a guy who can just extend plays with his legs, not to say everyone's going to be Lamar Jackson, but it's saying, hey, this is how football's played now in 2022 to keep defenses honest. Not, not, not to interrupt you. You're fine. We and we talked about this early. And knock on wood, hopefully the young man stay healthy. Lamar Jackson League MVP. What are you looking like right now? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my monies. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like. Oh, when that young man said, when he, when he said, if we don't sign this deal by the end of what you would call it, by the end of trading camp or by Friday, don't talk to me about no deal during the season. Because what I'm about to do during this season, boy, y'all gonna wish y'all would have signed me, boy. Y'all would y'all gonna wish y'all would have gave me exactly what I wanted. Now I'm about to just now I'm about to be now I'm about to be like I'm back on Madden. So, and he and Lamar looking good, boy, boy, boy. I hope he stay. I hope he stay healthy because he gonna ball out. 
I hope he stays healthy. And Roquan Smith for the Bears, too, had an interception that clinched the game. Two guys in contract seasons where it's like, honestly, I hope they make as much money as possible because they can't work out deals with their respective teams. And it's just like, go go on and make your money. And it, again, knock on wood, stay healthy as well. Like, right. I'm with you there. Uh, you, you mentioned Jackson. I think before the Ravens could have signed him for right around the deal Josh Allen got. Of forty-three million per year through the twenty twenty-eight season, I think now that the salary cap is continuing to increase year over year, like to to keep Jackson, if Kyler Murray's worth forty-six, Ike Jackson's got to be worth fifty. Like, let's be honest here, fifty per year. He been fifty. Like, out of all the quarterbacks, he got the best record. Out of all of your quarterbacks coming in his draft, he got the best record. Oh, by the way, I'm a former league the offensive play, uh, offensive player. Like, what, what MVP? What are we doing? Like, why, why is we not, why is we not paying him? He's special. He, everybody in the building love him. From the janitor to, to people who cook in the kitchen, his teammates, his coaching staff. Like, what, what, are, what are we doing? Yeah. And, and yeah. He gives back to the community. Like, what, what are we? Good dude, he not. Here's the problem: they don't, they, 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 they don't pay attention. This is what the front office need to understand. He ain't gonna do nothing to disappoint his mom, cause his mom raised him. So he cherished, he loved his mom, and I, and I'm a mama's boy, and you can tell he's a mama's boy. You don't, you don't want to do nothing, especially coming from a single parent home. You don't want to do nothing. Not only to mess up your image, one, two, but upset your mom. Because you've gotten that far because of her. So you want to reward her any type of way, form, or fashion. How do y'all not see that? When a man, all all he's been showing is good. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. How do you not see that? That's that's what I don't get. How do y'all not see that? Front office. How do y'all not see that? The dude, he's special. The dude spent Lamar Jackson don't come around too often. So that it is and you see what you see what he's doing. Like I said, if the man can stay healthy, Mark is a wrap. He he throwing for over 200 and he be rushing for over 100. Three touchdowns. That's just what he do. What quarterback does that? Ike, I look at it from the marketability of who the kids want to be and who they're playing with in Madden. And it's Lamar Jackson, whose Jersey they want to have, who they want to emulate, who they want to be like. And it's Lamar Jackson time and time and time again. This is where I'm going to go back to my crazy theory. Ike. Right. I'm Brady, 45 years old, rides off into the sunset after this season. I know that the Ravens could put the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, right. but could Lamar wind up in Tampa Bay long-term? I, I've said this before. It's my crazy theory. But again, I'm going to repeat this again. I could see that happening again. Maybe not next offseason, but the offseason after that. Because the Ravens, if they can't work out a long-term deal, they're they're going to want to keep Lamar Jackson. And whether you think he's worth that money or not, despite the playoff troubles, the question you have to ask yourself is, who could the Ravens get that is tangibly better than Lamar? But you, you can't. No one. You can't answer that question. Other than Patrick Mahomes, all the rest of the quarterbacks been having playoff trouble. And I love Josh Allen. So what are we talking about? 
Josh playoff trouble. Uh, Herbert ain't been there. Derek Carr playoff trouble. Um, Patrick Mahomes won one. Aaron Rodgers ain't been back to the Super Bowl since he beat us. That was 2010. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm sorry. That's dead about 13 years ago. Come on, bro. When we talk about playoff, all the, uh, the only person this time in Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> everybody else been having playoff trouble. And Lamar's only 25 as well. And I know he's a running quarterback. He'll probably, like, he's not going to be this dynamic of a runner for his entire career. But he's 25 years old. He's still, like, that's still young in the NFL. Like, it's still it's still a very, very young player. Correct. Especially for quarterback position. They protect the quarterbacks now, Ike. But we'll see again. Again, if he winds up in Tampa Bay, you can be like, Mark told me this was going to happen a year in advance. Yeah, that's crazy if he... If he if he end up there, but he ain't going nowhere. They just gonna have a cut a big fat check for him. <laughs> the P H A T T, that kind of fat. <laughs> they have the, for real. Uh, Brinks truck, Brinks truck. Ike, before we wrap up, no more Pro Bowl. The NFL announces this morning that they're going to replace the Pro Bowl with the multi-day skills competition and a flag football game. We played in Las Vegas the Sunday before the Super Bowl. I think this is a good idea considering they right, don't even right. really tackle in the Pro Bowl anymore. But my right. first reaction is we'll always have that legendary Sean Taylor hit on a punter in the Pro Bowl. That's what I'll remember from it. Yeah. I mean, they, they're doing it right. Because them guys, when, when they go to the Pro Bowl, it's like two-headed touch. You like flag football. You know, don't, don't nobody want to get injured. Everybody just, you know, just out there. Just really, they, they, just, they just out there passing. Helmets and pass just to be out there. Extra cardio. That's all that is. So you might make it competitive to where they compete at some point in time without the contract. <laughs> Extra cardio, Ike. I love that. I had the opportunity to go to the Pro Bowl when it was down in my – I think it was in Miami one year and went with my dad and a family friend. It was really cool just to see the collection of talent. So I am glad the league is providing that opportunity and the access that fans can have to the players that they absolutely love. But in terms of the game itself, I like by far the worst all-star game between hockey, baseball, basketball. It's like they had to do something. I think the league's getting it right here. No, they, they, they hit it on the head with this one, Mark. I think that's perfect. You got to evolve. That's one thing I do like about the NFL. They, they definitely evolve. They evolve. They they don't take their time on evolving with that. And I think this is the perfect, you know, a couple of days skills competition. I think that's perfect. I hope they bring back the throw challenge that they used to do back in the day where they get all the quarterbacks lined up and they can see who can launch it the furthest. I hope they bring that back, Ike. We'll see, right? Yeah, yeah. You see which quarterbacks have absolute cannons. Ike, we're going to go ahead and wrap. Uh, we will have Taylor talk on a separate video segment for right. any of the viewers that want to see that. We're going to be breaking down the George Pickens incredible one-handed catch. Later this week, we'll have a preview of week four, Steelers and Jets. Your boy is supposed to go, Ike, but we're going to see with Hurricane Ian. We'll see where that's at. So might have right. to stay in North Carolina, but we will have a full preview of the Steelers week four matchup against the Jets at home in Pittsburgh later this week. Ike, I want to thank you, the absolute best as a co-host. I want to thank the Believe Network, our video producers at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, producer Megan, and producer Yancey. Today's sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show, betonline.ag. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the show. We're going to keep rocking along all season long. Thank you for taking the time and making us a part of your day.
I couldn't have said it any better. I second everything Mark just said. Love it, Ike. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you later this week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.